Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the English 2.0 podcast. My name is Al. Thank you so much for listening today. This is audio blog number five and we've got a great uh, topic today I think but before we get into it just a quick reminder uh, if you have not yet please go to iTunes and subscribe to the English 2.0 podcast. Um, this really helps with the rankings inside of iTunes so other people can find the podcast. And if you have not yet, please leave a comment and a ranking, or a rating, I should say. And uh, that also would help other people find it. And if you already are subscribing, thank you very much. Thank you so much for for doing so and helping me reach my personal goal of becoming number one, uh, making the English 2.0 podcast the number one podcast in the language courses category under education. So, thank you so much. And today we're going to talk about a blog post that I wrote, um, well, many months ago now. But the topic is very timeless. I think it's uh, it, this will never really go out of date, uh, out of style. So you can listen to this at any point in time in the future. And I think it will be very valuable. The, t uh, the title is The Top 10 Tips for Giving Excellent Presentations in English. All right, so of course, if you are in business or you have a job, this will help you um, in your sales presentations. Um, if you are a student uh, in college, this will help you with your presentations in school. Um, in general, this will just help you become a better public speaker, which is a very, very valuable skill according to millionaire billionaire Warren Buffett if you know him this is probably the most valuable skill you can have as a person in today's world so let's get into the post and I will uh, occasionally add some things uh, if I feel necessary but there's a lot to get to so this might be a little bit of a longer addition but I think it'll be well worth your time if you haven't read the blog post yet. Um, and if you want to look at the actual post, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. So, let's get right to it, and I will begin now. In today's business world, it is more important than ever to make a good impression on your coworkers, customers, and clients. Whether you are introducing yourself to your new group members giving a speech, or trying to sell your product, speaking to an audience is a very valuable skill and extremely important in the current economic environment. I've been teaching presentations to business people now for several years, and I, myself, have spoken in front of audiences of around 50 people and once performed a magic show, which is, which is true, <laughs> that uh, that was that was a magic show for my uh, friend at his wedding about four years ago. 
So here are my top 10 tips to help you give an excellent presentation. So what are my tips for giving excellent presentations in English? Okay, well, I've divided it into a few main uh, categories here. We'll start with planning. We'll get into the main parts of the presentation. You know, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the three sections, uh, usually titled Introduction, Main Body, and Conclusion. And then at the end, I'll have general tips. So those are the main categories we're going to focus on. All right, so we'll start with planning. So planning and preparation are extremely important in order to give a great presentation. Let's start here with our first tip. So tip number one, identify your audience. Think about who will be in your audience and their level of knowledge as it relates to your topic. So here are some questions that you can kind of ask yourself as you uh, try to identify your audience. Are they experts in your field? Are they completely new to your ideas? Or are they a general audience made up of the public? Can you use slang terms or jargon? Or should you use simple terms to be effective? A little time spent thinking about your audience could go a long way into making your presentation very effective. Alright, so going back to the word jargon, that just means um, words that are specific to your business uh, or your area of expertise or business. Let's go to tip number two, and that is identify your take-home message. Okay, so what is the one most important thing or idea you want the audience to leave with after hearing your presentation? Most people have trouble remembering details or many points made in talks, so your best approach to be effective with your message is to identify one specific point and make sure the audience understands it clearly. All right? One message, very important. This is the take-home message. What do you want them to take home? Okay, I have three examples here. The first one is our product's key benefit. All right. Another example, one thing people can do to help solve world hunger. And another example, one idea to help people live a longer life. Okay, so those are just some examples um, you could use. So those are in the planning stage. Let's go now to the introduction. Now this is the actual presentation. This is where the audience will see you for the first time, so you want to make a strong impression. Dress nicely and start by introducing yourself with confidence. Okay, that was just an introduction to the introduction. So tip number three is state your purpose in one clear sentence. Again, we just have that theme of one clear idea, in this case, one clear sentence. After you introduce yourself, it is wise to let the audience know why you are speaking to them and why they should listen to your talk. This is not the time to use fancy vocabulary. Use simple and clear words that everyone can understand in one sentence. Okay, again, I've got three examples here. And 
you'll be able to see that they kind of follow uh, each other in in the theme. So the first example each time will kind of go to the same presentation, as will the second and the third. There's always three examples. Yeah. So the uh, if you remember the first uh, take-home message was our product's key benefit, and so the the purpose statement here would be. The purpose of my presentation today is to introduce you to our new product, the iPod. <laughs> so keep in mind, not the iPod, not the iPad, but the iPod. All right, example number two, if you remember the, the take-home message, was one thing people can do to solve or to help solve world hunger. Okay, the purpose statement here is, I'm going to talk to you today about how we can solve the issue of world hunger. All right, and example number three, again, the uh, take-home message was one idea to help people live a longer life. And the example for the purpose statement is, I'm here today to share my research with you about living a longer life. Okay, so you can see these are very direct, straight to the point. That's all you need, no fancy words, just be very direct and very clear. Let's go to tip number four. Catch the audience's attention quickly. All right. right in your introduction, you want to catch and hold the audience's attention so they continue to watch and listen to the rest of your talk. If not, their minds may wander off and worse yet, maybe even fall asleep. <laughs> so in order to do this, you can use one of, the f one of a few techniques. Okay, um... So there are four uh, techniques here. First is state a surprising fact. So of course it must be true. <laughs> uh, next, tell an interesting story. And next, ask a provocative question to the audience. Provocative just means it'll make the audience think or cause them to uh, think differently or to kind of stimulate their mind. And the fourth one is make a joke. Okay? So here I've got, again, three examples according to the, uh, in line with themes that we already talked about. The first one is, actually our team designed and built the first iPod in just 10 days. That's an example of a surprising fact. Okay. Next example. What if your salary was only $1 per day? How would you eat and where would you find food? That is an example of a provocative question. Okay? So kind of a surprising um, question that might get people to think about things differently. And the third example, I recently visited the island of Okinawa, Japan to ask the local elders what they do to live a long life. The reply was, we don't use a remote control for the TV. Instead, we get out of our chair to change the channel. So that is an example of an interesting story. Okay, so those things can catch the audience's attention quickly. All right, let's go to uh, tip number five. Again, this is all in the introduction. Tip number five is list your main points. All right, the key word in this tip is list. Please do not go into the details at this time. 
The purpose of listing your main point is to give the audience a plan or a map of how your presentation will go. This also creates anticipation for the later parts of your talk. Keep this brief and don't leave it out. Okay, I've just gotten one example here uh, to uh, with the iPod just to give you a uh, quick example. So, when you list your points, this is what it could sound like. Okay? I've divided my presentation into three parts. First, I'll talk about the history of the iPod. Next, I'll discuss the main features of the iPod. And finally, I'll highlight the key benefit of the iPod. Okay, just list them, one, two, three, boom, boom, boom. That's it. No details, just exactly what you're going to say, like a map to the audience. Let me just uh, break from the, the blog post here for a moment. As I've been teaching um, my classes here in Japan, this part is very, some for some reason, confusing or kind of difficult for some people. Um, they don't really understand the purpose of this, and they start really going into the details. And This is just a list, okay? So again, it's just... Um, as I said, a map or just to give a plan to the audience to let them know where you're going to go. So just keep that in mind and keep it short. Keep it as a list of points. Or if you want to think of it as an outline, that's okay too. All right, moving on now to the main body. This is the main part of your presentation. Okay, so back to the blog post. This is the main section of your talk. Focus on delivering a clear message while trying to make eye contact with various members of the audience. Here we go, tip number six. In your visual aids, use big graphics and big fonts. Okay, so big graphics, any kind of images or pictures you use. Fonts, of course, are the letters or the characters of your language. Uh, and we're talking about English, so of course English letters make them very big. Most of us these days use some type of software to assist with our presentations, namely PowerPoint for Windows and Keynote for Mac. If you use slides, keep your text to a minimum and use graphics as much as possible. The bigger the size, the bigger the impact. Avoid reading your slides because the audience will lose interest. If you don't believe me, just ask Steve Jobs, one of the greatest presenters of all time. This is a tip straight from the master. All right, so I think you've all seen the Steve Jobs pre uh, presentations for Apple products. Um, many people consider him a true master of product presentations. Um, you know, he just uses a lot of graphics in, you know, on the screen behind him. Um, you know, he wears simple clothes and he just kind of walks around the stage. Um, and that's all he needs. He doesn't need a lot of text on the, on the screen. Um, and if you look at, um, the little uh, picture I've used, um, on the blog post, it just has the word iPad, you know, in his iPad presentation, that's the only language, uh, the only text on the screen. So just keep that in mind. Keep your text to a minimum. And by the way, it's big. The font is big. People can read it from in back of the room. So you don't want really small text because then people 
in the back can't read it. And is this no good? So this is straight from Steve Jobs. Use big, big font size. And keep your text to a minimum. All right, let's go to tip number seven. Tell the audience when you are changing points and pause between points. This is really important to help the audience know when you are moving on to your next point or topic. Even if you are using PowerPoint, you should also use your voice to help guide the audience along your agenda. Don't race through your presentation. Pause between your major points and take a deep breath. This will help you relax as well as let the audience know that you are changing topics. This is a huge tip, huge tip. Um, okay, you know, as I've given the example of the iPod, you know, there are three main points. Now, as you move between those points, you want to tell the audience you're, you're switching points or moving between them and also pause before you start the next section. Very important. A lot of classes and a lot of presentations that I listen to the presenter tends to just speed right through, and I can't follow. What are they talking about? You know, are they still in part one? Are they in part two? Are they concluding? What? Where are they? I can't follow them. So slow down, take a deep breath, pause between the points. Okay, let me go through some examples again. So here are the three examples. Let's move on to my next point: the features of the iPod. Okay, and then I would pause there before starting the features section. All right, the next uh, example. Next, I'd like to discuss the reasons why we need to solve world hunger by 2020. Okay, and the final example. So let's look at the final item on the agenda, which is how to eat healthier. I've seen too many students give presentations where they speed right through all of their points and I can't keep track of what they're talking about. To be honest, I usually get lost and lose interest. Okay, so it's kind of restating what I just said. That's from the blog post. All right, let's move on to the conclusion for the final three tips. In my lessons, many times the students end their presentation suddenly after finishing their final point. In other words, there's no conclusion. Make sure you have a clear ending, like the ending to a book or a movie. Alright, tip number eight. End with a personal message. In your conclusion, you will probably summarize your main points to wrap up. In addition to that, I suggest that you include a personal message to finish your presentation in a very strong way while also re-emphasizing your take-home message. Some of the methods you can use are Number one, give a call to action. This is a specific action you want the audience to take. Number two, offer your opinion. And number three, share a quick story or a lesson you've learned. Okay, so I've got examples of all of those right here. First, first example. In my opinion, I have to say that the iPod is the best electronic device ever put on this earth. <laughs> that is an example of your opinion, of course. Let's go to the next example. 
So to close, I'd like to ask all of you to donate some of your extra savings or volunteer some of your time to help local charities feed the hungry. That is an example of a call to action. I'm asking the audience to do some clear action. And finally, after researching and interviewing the people who live the longest in the world, I've discovered that the true method to living a long life is to be happy every day of your life. And that is an example of a lesson learned. All right. So that is all for the conclusion. I'm sorry, I misspoke earlier. I said the last three were from conclusion. Um, actually, that one was from conclusion. The last two tips are just general tips. So here are the final two tips to think about for your next presentation. Tip number nine. Practice the way you want to present for real. In my lessons, my students usually ask me the questions like, Al, can I use my notes? Can I use the whiteboard? Do I have to memorize my whole presentation? Well, my answer is the same to all of them. There are no rules in my lessons. My advice is to practice the way you will perform in a real situation. If you cannot use a whiteboard in your real presentation, it doesn't make sense to use it for practice. If you want to use notes in the real situation, then use them for practice. Do whatever will help you the most in a real-life presentation. Your lesson time is not a test, but instead an opportunity to speak in front of an audience and get valuable feedback. There are no have-tos or musts. All right, so practice the way you want to perform in real life. Tip number 10, final tip of this uh, post. Use a video camera to record yourself. We used to advise people to stand and practice in front of a mirror. However, I'd say using a video camera to record yourself is much better because you will act more naturally and you will be able to hear yourself and watch yourself from the perspective of an audience member. Be especially aware of your body language and voice projection. Are you making eye contact? Can the person at the far end of the room hear you? Make notes of the points you wish to improve and add them to your next practice session. Okay, so use a video camera. And most people have a video camera on their smartphone, so, uh, or you can get one pretty cheaply, or you can have a friend do it who has a video camera for you. All right, that is all. Um, there is tip number 11, which is uh, let me hear from you. So if you've got a tip you would like to share with us, please leave a um, note or message, a comment at the end of this uh, post in the, the comments section. Um, and the title on the blog is called Leave a Reply, so you can just leave a reply there. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, of course, if you have any questions about presentations or anything, please send it to me, ask at alsensei.com. And, um, again, uh, just a quick reminder, in iTunes, please subscribe and leave a rating. I would love uh, to hear from you in that way. And, again, if you want to leave a comment, you can do that in your own language, your native language. It doesn't have to be in English, but uh, if it is in English, that's great as well. So we've gone a little bit long here, so we're going to end. And thank you so much for listening. 
Um, I really appreciate it. I think um, the podcast is moving up in the rankings quite quickly now, and I owe it all to you guys and from for sharing it, sharing um, this podcast with your friends and your classmates and your colleagues. Thank you so much, and I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode. I'll talk to you then. Good luck, and have a great summer, everyone. Take care.